Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Draftmas, or can I even say Draftmas? Happy anymore? New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah. I'm Ken Swanson, lead film and draft analyst for Arrowhead Pride. This is the season finale, shed a tear, of the AP Draft Show. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. Find him on Twitter at Jacob Morley. For the last time in 2019, Jake Stack. I was uh trying to think of some lyrics for that New Year's song, the four old. The- prospects yeah. <laughs> something i don't know i had too too new too recent i couldn't think of anything but that maybe i'll write a song for next year what's up man man i'm i'm, I'm recovering uh i i think you know like you get through the finish line you have a couple of days where you just want to sleep mm-hmm. and then i'm like kind of ready for 2020 already I, a little bit of me is ready to start doing draft stuff and getting it ready for next year just that, because it was, it was just is like, that just force a habit almost too i wonder when we got I, i'll say when we got kind of through the prospects for the guide too i didn't really know what to do with myself oh i me either like it was just kind of like this like a lot of time because for up. like a month straight all my free time was pretty much i knew what i was doing yeah i was like well i'm gonna be watching this guy this guy and this guy today I'm right be taking notes writing a report all that stuff and once i was done it was like a very abrupt finish like that's oh it. we're <laughs> i'm done i don't have anyone else to watch yeah. weird it was kind of and i i've been i've been the exact same way uh like just you you get through this rhythm you get through this natural rhythm where you're just doing so much and then it stops and then, like, even, like, leading up through the draft, like, there was a lot of stuff and a lot of responsibilities we had. We were bumping up the content, bumping up the, you know, the podcast and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of settled in. Now I'm just ready to kind of get back into it. And we're, we're excited to talk about 2020 next year. And we got the draft guide coming back. We got a lot of big plans for it. But today, Jake... We got a few things. This what, should be the fun part. This, this should the be fun the fun post. part. You know, like now we get to watch these guys on the field. Yeah. And we've been writing. If, if you've been on Arrowhead Pride, you've seen all of our film reviews. We're going pick by pick and breaking them down. And uh, I got Darwin Thompson going up uh, the same day that the uh, this podcast goes up. So I'll be I'll be shooting some Darwin Thompson con- content out and we'll be moving forward. But Jake, today I want to just kind of do a little recap of you know i'm gonna we're gonna ask everybody some questions today you me maddie and craig we're gonna ask them all the same questions and just kind of see what we kind of come up with uh so i'm gonna i'm just gonna start with you we'll just ask you what was your favorite chiefs pick this year i think i said it on the last episode and my mind hasn't changed even after the dust has settled 
Kalen Saunders, the interior pass rusher from uh, Western Illinois. Western Illinois. He is by far and away my favorite pick in this draft class. I think he's going to be such a fun guy to follow, such a such an easy guy to root for, and that means something to me. Like I like rooting for guys that are fun to root for, and also I, I think it's he's just going to be fun to watch on the field. Oh yeah. Um, and his his upside is is fun. Think think Geno Atkins, think Mike Daniels, think those smaller type compact dudes that are very athletic that can get after it in the run game and the pass game I think that's his upside I think he's he's gonna be a fun guy to watch how things unfold and from what from for my two cents he's he's got what it takes to to be a pro to be a good pro so I'm excited about Kalen Saunders quite a bit I just remember getting to watch him and being very impressed with him when what we saw at the senior bowl and the one-on-ones like he took his opportunity against higher competition and executed. And mm-hmm. we all came away very impressed with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we anticipated the Chiefs going interior defensive line as early as they did um, or in that range. Honestly, I don't think we anticipated that happening, but I mean, we all came away very impressed with him. Least favorite pick. I think it's going to be all of ours, but Miko Hartman. I just, even after a week, <clears throat> I just, I, I don't hate Miko Hartman. I don't at all. I think he's. I see he's. I see a clear path for success for him in yeah. the NFL. I don't see that happening anytime soon. And that's kind of what gets me. Is I understand what they're trying to do with that pick, but looking at the board, there are guys that I just would have much rather had than Miko Hartman. I mean, passing up. I mean, if you would have told me a month ago Miko Hartman was going before DK Metcalf, I would have told you you're insane. And Lo and behold, that's why we always say you never say never because stuff like this happens every year. And DK was kind of one of those guys that, for whatever reason, you know, teams were scared off by his neck, his medicals, his inexperience, all the that route stuff. Route tree. I mean, there's yeah. there's reasons to. But Miko just... doesn't have a defined route tree either. You know what I mean? So I think the value, and I, 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 we talked about this on the lab this week. I think you know the value of being a special teams player and a guy that can do all kinds of things with the jets and you know yeah. the slip screens and the bubbles no, yeah and all i get that it stuff. it's a good Andy thinks he can use it's a it. good fit that's the type of guy they go after that's what i said in the casey draft guy. he Ayo. is the type of dude that they like and lo and behold they went and got him yep okay if you had to redraft one pick what I, is it i would uh take amani orawarie over a there early even though you're still leaving a hole at receiver i think i would have uh hoped to get me later even though you never really know, but you know we hear a lot about how he would have been gone later, you know, around later or any of that stuff. But I just think I would have taken Oruwariye just because I still think I, and I'm going to say something. This is going to be controversial. Well, is Keenan Allen wrong? No, for looking at that cornerback room and and He's being not. excited about playing against them. There's the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a, a lot of other reasons and ways that they're going to beat them. But no, no, I don't. Dis- I don't disagree with you there. I don't. They're going to dunk on Keenan Allen this year. It's going to be fun. But uh, not. I could see this is what I could see Keenan Allen getting his, but them still losing by forty. You know, yeah. I could see that happening. Good. Um, but Let's go. but uh, so I just think there's still just such a big hole there at the cornerback position. Oruwari is a guy I really liked. And they just didn't really address it for me. So going into the season, you know, hopefully they have some other tricks up their sleeve. You can't have all pros at every single position, but uh, they don't even really have more than two serviceable guys at, in the cornerback room. All right, so, you, oh, sorry, go. No, I was just gonna say. So that's that's concerning. That's my biggest concern for them right I think, now. I think that's the rest of the uh, rest of the Chiefs fans too. Honestly, uh, okay, give me your favorite undrafted free agent. Jamal Custis, the uh, wide receiver from Syracuse, I talked about him as a late round sleeper, and they went after it in undrafted free agency. They really I, I really did. like what they did. They really got 
they got some. They had a have a pretty good hole at their receiver position. Um, Felton uh, from Michigan State. Felton Davis. He's good. He's got the Achilles that was kind yeah. of concerning. But his his profile is similar to Jamal Custis just because they're big, athletic dudes. Win at the catch point. Uh, Jamal Custis. I like him a little bit more than him and Cody Thompson just because he was the guy that kind of burst onto the scene. He was very. He was really highly really highly thought of at Syracuse all four years he was there they just couldn't get him on the field right and his senior year he finally got to play and realized that potential so I think he's really just scratching the surface of how good he can be if his injuries are behind him but that's exactly what you kind of want in undrafted free agency those wide those three wide receivers I would I would be willing to say I bet one of those guys makes the team Um, I think that's a pretty fair assumption and uh, my guy would be Custis. I like him. He's going to be a guy. I talked about this on Twitter, but every year I like to adopt guys going into camp that are kind of long shots. And Jamal Custis is going to be a guy that I'm going to adopt this year and just kind of make sure I keep tabs on him just because I think he's a really interesting prospect. Okay, give me a team that you're jealous of their draft. Uh, this is I'm going to stay in the division here. I'm going to stay with the Raiders. Ooh. I really like what they did. The, the quality of player that they got – uh, was very high. The, I, I know a lot of people don't like how high they took Cleveland Furl. We did. We yeah. had him ranked that high. And I think he's that good of a player. Jonathan Abrams, really good player. Max Crosby, huge upside. Josh Jacobs, another dude. Uh, got the attitude, got the mentality that they're trying to bring in. Isaiah Johnson, high upside. Foster Moreau, probably one of the best dudes in this draft as far as character. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, another Clemson dude. Hunter Renfro, another Clemson dude. Hmm. You notice a, you notice a theme here with what Mike Mike Mayock was doing, and he was going after guys that are tough, that are experienced, that are going to be locker room guys. They're going to be culture guys. They're going to be guys. Pedigree. Yeah, they're going to be guys that know what it takes to win. And you can t- and it's it's super clear what they were trying to do. And I, I quite frankly, I love it. I think that's exactly what they need to do. Um, they were a dumpster fire last year. That's why they earned the fourth pick in the draft. You don't just get those things. You earn those things. <laughs> you earn it. And so they went after guys that are going to hopefully turn that thing around for them. Or not hopefully. Hopefully they suck. Hopefully we just dunk But on I do like their draft class. Okay, give me a 2020 prospect that you are most excited about watching. <clears throat> I got two guys for you. Oh, God. One is a 2020 guy. That's AJ Epanisa. Good job. Congrats. You, you said it correctly. From Iowa. He's an edge rusher. 6'6", 280, big time dude. When you watch Anthony Nelson, you cannot help but notice big old number 94 across from him. He didn't even start this year, and he still had double-digit sacks. He's good. He's a freak. He's very good. Um, I think he's going to – I think he's just going to blow up next year with more snaps. I think he's going to kill the combine from everything I've heard. I'd look for him to be a top-10 pick next year. Uh, another guy I really like. Deep. Going way deep into this one. 2023 draft class. What? Yeah, 2023 draft class. Let me drop some knowledge on oh, you. Oh no. 6 Division 1 football programs have graduated and had their quarterback drafted in the top 5 rounds. Only 6. One of them just so happens to be the 7-time <laughs> FCS champion North Dakota State Bison. <laughs> Easton Stick, 5th round draft pick. I don't, know, I don't know who would have told you on this podcast that he was going to get drafted. Couldn't have been me. But they have a guy named Trey Lance. Is he Mar- going to play safety too? Marshall, Minnesota. 6'3", 215, four-star recruit, was one of the highest recruits they've ever brought in. People are raving about this guy already. He's going to be a freshman next year. 
he's going to be the next Carson Wentz. He's going to be a first-round draft okay. pick when it's all said and done. And they're going to be one of the only programs in the major college football to have three quarterbacks back-to-back-to-back get drafted in the top five rounds. Trey Lance, quarterback, Marshall, Minnesota. And by back-to-back-to-back, back to back, you mean 2015, 2019, or 2016, 2019, and then 2023? Well, it's not their fault they get four-year starters. Uh, I guess not. We'll see. I, 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 is he going to convert? Is he going to convert to receiver? He might be. He's, he's actually, people think he is a similar athlete to Easton Stick, but with a bigger arm. Well, mark it down, guys. In four years from now, when, uh, when we are on the 2023 draft, you remember whatever. Trey Lance. Trey also, Lance. they have a guy named Jabril Cox that's going to be a junior next year. He's local. He's, yeah, he's from Raytown. Yeah. He's a kid that they've actually rumored that he is one of the, a, a rare type guy that might go pro after his junior year out of FCS. Wow. He is a freak. He, I know you give crap about Easton Stick and this Trey Lance, but I give Easton Stick crap because J- he's not a good quarterback. Jabril Cox is, should not be an, an FCS level player. He was a quarterback at Raytown that like tore his knee up or something. They converted him to linebacker and he has been like the Mo Valley player of the year two years in a row. Wow. That's impressive. Some nuggets for you. There's some nuggets. I knew about uh, him. I knew, is I knew this his name the, the North Dakota State? Are we turning this into the the Bison? The, the Bison cast? draft show? The herd, this, the, the, what do they say? The herd is on the no. march or something? We're not. No, that, that's not a thing we're doing. Okay, I'm going to run my list by you. My favorite pick was Juan Thornhill. And then uh, I was looking through the rundown, and my love it pick for 61, Jake, mm-hmm. was Juan Thornhill. When we were, we were the show before, we oh, I would, yeah. my love it pick was Juan Thornhill. So oh, that guess, was awesome. I guess you got to love it then. I do. Least favorite pick is Miko. I will add the caveat because we can't just all just say the same thing about Miko. And this is true. This is, a, I, I understand the pick more than I've ever have. And I hate it the least. I'm, I have talked myself into it a little bit. I still think he's extremely raw and I still think there's a long way to go. Um, but you know, I, I think there's a path to success and that's all you can ask for. And if they believe that they can use him, then by all means, please use him. If I had to redraft one pick, I'd get Justin Lane somewhere in there. Maybe it's in place of me, Cole. I love Justin Lane. I think he's a good football player. I think he's one of the 50 best players in this class. And I would have loved to see the Chiefs pursue a guy with that length and ball skills and upside. Uh, my favorite undrafted free agent is a guy that I've written about a lot. James Williams, the running back from Washington State. I've talked about him a lot on here. I think I've mock drafted him a few times. Uh, to the Chiefs, uh, I wrote a 25 days of draft miss piece. I think James Williams and Darwin Thompson both have a chance to make this roster. I don't know about you, Jake, but I like I like when both these guys' chances. James is going to change his name to Darnell or something, right? No. Uh, Darwin's, Darwin's going to change his last name to Williams. So why doesn't have- J... Why don't they just combine names? No. We got to... We have... Okay, Williams. so they have Damien Williams. They have Daryl Williams. They have James Williams all at the running back position. Now Darwin just got to change his name to Darwin Williams. And then they just cut Carlos Hyde. This just <clears throat> dawned so, on me. This, what's up with all the Williams? Because the Packers have two Williams at running back, too. Jamal. I don't know. And Dex. The odds are in their favor. Williams. Maybe there's a trend there. Maybe maybe you know how we have thresholds Analy- for running analytics. backs? Heavy analytics here. So if your last don't name is Williams, you're good. it's predictive. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to track that. Uh, a team I'm jealous of their draft, the Buffalo Bills. They get Ed Oliver at nine. They get Cody Ford in the second round. I mean, good Lord. They got my guy, Daryl Johnson. They got Dawson Knox in the third round. They got Devin Singletary in the second. LaShawn Light. 
It's a good. That is a they, good. They look like they had a clear plan and they executed it. They did. I mean, and I and it worked out for them. A too. lot of these dudes. I I think I think Dawson Knox could be fun with yep. uh, with that offense. He's raw. He is raw. My 2020 prospect that I'm most excited about is LaVisca Chenault, the wide receiver from Colorado. Remember the name. He's a future chief. I cannot wait. Want to hear? Do you want to know? I'm glad you picked him. Do you want to know something about him? Do I? Yeah. Did he um, Did he commit to North Dakota State? Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I wish he did, though. He oh, probably should have. <laughs> I think he's doing just fine at Colorado. He went over 1,000 yards last year yeah, he's a freak. in nine games. He had 86 catches. What was the Odell Beckham draft class? 2014? What was that wide receiver I think class? it was 15. It, this is going to rival that. Yes. This is going to be... You're going to get all pro receivers in the second round next year. The it's wide receiver class awesome. is bonkers. Yeah. If they all come CD out. CeeDee Lamb. If they all come out. Yeah, they better. They will. All the Bama receivers. Yeah. T. Higgins. Yeah. It's a great group. And Ross can't even come out yet. Justin, Justin Ross might be better than all of them. He's, he's stuck with... Uh, What's his face? Lawrence for another year. Yep. So uh, we're going to do the same thing with Maddie and Craig. And then we will close this thing out after that. We'll be back with Maddie right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You can find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. Final episode of Draft Only Talk, Maddie. It's Maddie Lane. What's up, man? Who are you kidding with this draft only <laughs> talk stuff? We have an entire year to talk about the 2020 draft, and it starts next week. Okay. I mean, I, I will say this. I do have a little bit of the itch. I do have I do have Draftmas twenty twenty itch. I See, do. I've been fulfilling it. I've just been crushing film of all the undrafted free agents. So it's kind of like a second season because a lot of these guys I didn't get to watch before. So it's just like a second Draftmas season, just with a set uh, list of guys to watch. But here pretty soon I'm going to be tired of watching Gary Johnson run into the same blocker over <laughs> and over and over and want to watch a quality player. He's fast though. Yeah, the problem is he runs two feet and hits a blocker over and over and <laughs> over. Watching him live and studying his tape are two entirely different concepts. Two entirely different experiences. Yeah, I, I am much lower on Gary Johnson than I was to start. I still think he's got athletic upside, but man, his tape when you start breaking it down trait by trait is not near as exciting and I'm sure Craig's dancing at home right now once he hears this. Maddie, you are falling into the you're, you're you're helping i'm falling into it with you we're about to just spend like 10 minutes talking about undrafted free agents later we have we have time hashtag lottery tickets to talk all summer okay what am Give i supposed me, to talk about now we're i i have a list okay sorry go ahead give me give me your favorite pick of this draft I feel like it goes back and forth all the time for me. Just my pure favorite is Darwin Thompson. I He's kind of been my guy for a while at running back. I think he fits everything the Chiefs are going to want to do. 
if we want to kind of factor in best and favorite, then it would be Juan Thornhill. Same thing, a guy I've been high on for a while, and I just think he's a little bit better of a player right now, obviously, given you know where they're drafted. But Darwin Thompson, I think, is just going to be a lot of fun in this offense, and he's going to be explosive. So I'm, just, I'm excited to see it once he learns the playbook and gets on the field. Okay, we know your least favorite pick, so we'll move on. <laughs> what's, your, what's your least favorite pick? Give me a, mean, a new spin on the Meekle take. I don't really have a new spin. I I was watching some undrafted free agent tape today, and it happened to be a couple games against Georgia, and McCole Hardman was out there catching my eye, not really doing anything, so I'm just going to leave it at that again. He was not really doing anything when watching Middle Tennessee. Oh, he got a touchdown against Middle Tennessee on a pick route, so he really didn't do much again, mm-hmm. and then watched him versus Texas, and just not a lot happens, man. Okay. Moving on. You could redraft one pick. What is it and who is it? Well, I wonder where this one's going to go. We're going I mean, I would take DK Metcalf over McCall Hardman. I'd take Paris Campbell over McCall Hardman. I would just list off every receiver I would take over him. But Hakeem actually, Butler. but actually, I'm going to go back. I would take Kelvin Harmon over Rashad Fenton in the 6th round and yes. keep McCall Hardman and just double dip at wide receiver. Give me a receiver that can play receiver while Hardman does the gadget stuff and learns to play. I would feel so much better about the wide receiver core if we were able to snag Hardman in the Harmon, sorry, in the sixth round. Hardman and Harmon. There's there's no way that's getting confusing. Yeah, they're like the same athletic profile too, size and everything. Okay, you can pick one with this next question. One singular player, favorite undrafted free agent go. Well, the best one is Cody Thompson, but my favorite one is actually Cody Thompson. I just messed with you now, Kent. I just wanted to get a reaction from you real quick. Now, it Cody works. Thompson's my guy. I think he is the best wide receiver the Chiefs got from this draft process. Not that Hardman won't be better in the long run or even have a better statistical year, but Cody Thompson is hands down a better wide receiver right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if he makes his team and even has an impact at some point in time this year. Just he is so crisp with his routes and he's starting to get a little bit more explosion back after he broke his leg in 2017. So not a projection, but currently as it sits, Cody Thompson, you think, is a better wide receiver today than Michael Hardman, technically? Yes. Okay. And, no, not just technically, just actually a better wide receiver all okay. around. The slander is strong. And he might okay. have a better career. Give me the team that you're jealous of. Well, I, the Arizona Cardinals, they got Baron Murphy. I, uh, Kyler Murray, I think, is a very good quarterback, so they got him. They got Hakeem the Dream Butler. Not <laughs> huge on Andy Isabella, but Andy Isabella is still a decent receiver if you're looking for a speed-deep threat. Keyshawn Johnson, another wide receiver that, again, I think is worth getting into the NFL. So just all the receivers, best cornerback in the league, and the best quarterback coming out of this draft. We're, yeah, that's a good draft. I mean, it is. And Zach Allen, am I right? He had a little head. I didn't even see that pick. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, give me okay one singular, one singular 2020 prospect you're most excited about. One of them, just one. Drafting or watching? Yes, just dr- watching. You're most excited to watch. Go I'm most excited it. to watch Grant Delpit, but I'm most excited about C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, because he fits a need, and I think he is actually the good wide receiver from Oklahoma last year. Woo! Okay, we got Hollywood Brown slander. Little fast guys don't do it for me, all right? I'm not into a guy that's 168 pounds soaking wet and it's going to be Where would you take Hollywood Brown, though? I would have taken him over McCall Hardman. Okay. 
I would just take him in the second round. I would have had no problem trading up a couple spots to grab him in the second round because it's worth the ri- the injury risk then. It just wasn't in the first round. But C.D. Lamb is the truth. The fact that he laid out Mac Wilson, stared him down, and flexes after every single catch, no matter how many yards it gets, is amazing. So yeah, C.D. Lamb is my guy for next year. Yeah, that was a savage move by C.D. I can't wait. I cannot wait for this wide receiver class. I'm I so swear excited. if the Chiefs are not heavily interested in it, I'm going to be very disappointed or very happy because somebody really stepped up this year. But like Nicole Hardman. Or Cody Thompson. But <laughs> just the wide receiver class next year is going to be so good. And even if you miss next year and you want to wait till Justin Ross and the following draft out of Clemson, also the best Clemson wide receiver. You can get out of here with your T. Higgins love. He's good. He's no Justin Ross. Fair. I mean, you're not wrong. So... All right, that is Maddie Lane. Have fun building a uh, a bed for your daughter. Oh, we, we already built the slide bed. We got a little a reading nook underneath it, man. I'm just I'm becoming a, a modern day Craig. Yeah, let's just pump the brakes there. No one is Craig Stout. All right, Craig. <laughs> just trying to. <laughs> Craig didn't just assemble. He probably took raw materials and pieced it together and made like a custom slide. Well, where do you think of- I got my material? <laughs> exactly. I had Craig deliver it out here. He also delivers stuff. He has his own moving van and everything. Craig, the commercial pilot, actually (laughs) flew the raw materials out. Just a true renaissance man. A true renaissance man. Speaking of the renaissance man, we will talk to him right now. You can find him on Twitter at BarleyHop, or you can find him in his garden tending to his hops. Or, you know, probably building a plane out of spare parts in his backyard. Do you realize how tall hops grow? No, Do you have I any don't. idea? I don't. Okay. How the, tall? Hop vines are like 25 feet tall. This isn't like, like you guys keep saying garden, like I got this tiny little plot of land out there that I'm just growing these small little hop vines in. They're, they're tall. So do you have hop vines? And are they 25 t- feet tall? Not yet. How tall They're are growing. they right now? Uh, I haven't checked in a little bit. Okay. I need, I, to, go, I I need l- to go out with a tape measure. But. I learned something new today. Yeah. Shocker. Talking to so Craig So did Stout. our listeners. I guess ah. so. I mean, I, I'm kind of interested now, frankly. Uh, I, I Well, tune in next week when we replace the draft show with Hop Talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting to summer, Craig. And we we may not have much to talk about. Actually, who are we kidding? We'll figure something uh, no. out. I, yeah. There's 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 some stuff that could be. Anyways, don't want to go there. I want to talk about other things. <laughs> um, give me your favorite pick in this draft for the Chiefs. Favorite pick in this draft. I I went with it early. It, it's Colin Saunders. I just think that he's the most fun player to add to this front i love Juan thornhill but he is the most fun player to add to this front he's going to make a big difference year one in just you know 20 or 30 percent of the snaps he's going to be a fun guy chiefs fans are going to love him he's he's just he's fun he's a great guy to add to that room i i was craig uh jake actually picked colin saunders as well uh and i don't blame him i was just thinking like he's he's one of those guys where we all loved the player. We all liked mm-hmm. the story. We all enjoyed watching him at the senior bowl, but really didn't have a feeling that he would wind up a chief. You know, like I think there's always a few guys like that. Like I don't think any of us anticipated them going interior defensive lineman in the third round. 
No, no, I definitely didn't expect him to go that early with it. I I thought maybe they might add some depth, kind of like they did with the cornerback position, but I didn't really think that they were going to spend a higher pick on it. But again, you know, like Veach said, he had a second round grade on him, an yeah. early second round grade on him. So why wouldn't you take a guy that fell to that point? He he makes a difference. He helps Absolutely. your front. And like I think like when we talked about interior different defensive linemen, it was more along the lines of they need interior pre- or they need pressure in general. And if they don't hit on an edge or get an opportunity to take an edge, maybe a guy like Jerry Tillery. But mm-hmm. looking and talking and thinking through Colin Saunders, like he makes so much sense, so much sense on this yeah. defense. Yeah, he does, and he makes uh, you know sense in the fact. And just throwing this out there, let's say Chris Jones doesn't have a great year. Or Chris Jones has a ridiculous year and and prices himself out of the Chiefs' range. They need to have some flexibility. He offers help with Chris Jones and spelling Chris Jones, and he offers you a little flexibility in the future. It just made too much sense. It did. And I I love the pick. I love the player, and I cannot wait to uh, watch him at training camp this year. Okay, give me your least favorite pick. Okay, at the risk, I don't want to sound like everybody here because I think... It, if I'm guessing here, everybody picked Miko Harbin. Yes, I'm guessing. Yes, they did. Yeah, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. and I get it because here's the thing: if if you're evaluating this draft class and you're looking at later picks, you're the the thing with that is well, it's a six round pick. So what if it doesn't work out? You know. So if you're just looking at the first three picks, I love Juan Thornhill. I love Colin Saunders. It didn't really matter what wide receiver they took. Right. There. I, I, they would be my least favorite pick of those three. So I, I'm going to push that aside. I'm going to say Rashad Fenton. Um, hmm. I think Rashad, I think they needed to add a corner. I think that they added the better corner in in UDFA. We'll get yep. to that in a little bit. But I get why they did it. I get what he ought, what he brings to the table from a special team standpoint, from a technique standpoint. I get the reason behind it. But I just don't think that he's ever going to be a guy that makes that much of a difference to where, you know, he's a game changer of a yeah. pick. I just think that I would have gambled on somebody with maybe a little better athletic profile at that or, point. Kim Webster was still around. He's a tier one tester. You know, Rashad Fenton was a tier four. Tier four tester. It's not good. You know, it's I, not good. We I I want to add though. I was thinking about this. This is just going off on my own thoughts the fact that we all don't like the same pick is probably a good thing because we just like a lot of what what the rest of the class looked like you know so mm-hmm. maybe some of our like we're all it seems like we're just dunking all over Miko hardman but maybe it's just that we really like for the most part a lot of the i mean six round yeah i understand like but at the same time it's a six round pick you right. know we like right. what they did in the top 100 we like what they did with darwin I kind of like Nick Allegretti from what we've seen so far. So, I mean, there's not much to be negative about, which is good. It's just the, you know, the focal point of the draft was, was a little bit negative. Well, and on top of that, I don't know how many, you know, how much anybody puts into PFF ratings, but if you value those, the two lowest graded players that the Chiefs drafted from last year are Rashad Fenton. He was the lowest. But just behind him, Mikael Hardman. Yeah. And those are the two guys. Everybody else scored pretty high, you know? 
uh, they were guys that PFF really liked. So it's not just us, like, quote-unquote, dunking on him. because I, I know, but we are I, all saying the same thing. We all are holding the same opinion. Right, right. We definitely are. But it's not just us. It's right. kind of a little bit of everybody. It's now, everyone. I totally agree that he has every potential to be a really good wide receiver. Sure. But, he's just, he's the know. biggest projection of everyone. Yes. In this he's group. He's the biggest easily, projection. It's not easily even close. the biggest projection of this group. Now, he also might have the biggest uh, the highest ceiling of this group. Especially with Patrick Levon Mahomes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got Pat throwing you the ball, you have every opportunity to be the best player in this class and he'll get opportunities to be so. Okay, you could redraft one pick. What is it? Well, because I went with Fenton as my least favorite pick there. I'm going back to that well. I'm going to draft Ulysses, our guy, Ulysses Gilbert III, out of Akron. Thunder Thighs. Th- uh, Thunder Thighs, yes. Mm-hmm. I think that he is the better linebacker that the Chiefs could have grabbed. I know they grabbed Gary Johnson. I know a lot of people like Gary Johnson. I'm not a big fan of Gary Johnson. I just think that he's got a lot of work with processing and everything like that. He is fast, but I thought Ulysses Gilbert was a really, really fun watch. He's a guy that has a lot of athletic upside and a guy that I think would have pushed as a will linebacker. Definitely would have been a stud special teamer, but would have pushed as a will linebacker better than Gary Johnson's going to and I mean, they they basically drafted Fenton as a depth piece and a special teamer. Ulysses Gilbert would have been a depth piece and a special teamer. I would have rather spent that pick at a linebacker position. All right, give me your favorite undrafted free agent. It's Mark Fields. It's my guy, Mark Fields. Uh, everybody's sleeping on him. Uh, this is the man that came into the national championship game after Trayvon Mullen got hurt and stepped up against those Alabama receivers that are really, really, really good. That are all going to be drafted high in the next year or two. Yes, all of them are going to be drafted high in the next year or two. He stepped right in, and that cornerback play did not drop at all, arguably. I mean, Trayvon Mullen was the MVP of that because of how well he played. But Mark Fields stepped right in, broke up a couple passes. The game was not too big for him. And my man kept throwing up the y'all sleeping on me <laughs> over and over. Every time he did something good, just the the swagger, the cockiness. I, I mean, he went undrafted. I, I, it wasn't because of talent. Craig. It wasn't because it wasn't because of, of talent. There's something else there. You hear a lot of stuff. It doesn't sound like he was super well received by coaches, teammates, somebody, or both. Right. But I mean, we talk about, we talked about it with Greedy Williams a few weeks ago about do you gamble on him knowing that you've got Honey Badger in the building, knowing that you've Mm -hmm. got a guy that's going to hold accountability, that's going to force you to try to be the best player that you can as a player, not as a coach. I think we all know that, that Dabo and Brent Venables are guys that are accountable coaches you know they hold players accountable but having somebody in that room to keep you straight 
I, that's what Honey Badger is going to do. He's, he's going to be putting the best chance to succeed. If he makes his team, he's got a real, real shot at contributing. I think this is the perfect opportunity to take that risk because you have zero tied up into him. This is a undrafted right. free agent with any with minimal financial risk involved. It's a roster spot on a very talented player, and if you think you can trust him, he will make this roster, and I would take him over Rashad Fenton. I would too, and I'd, I know this is going to be controversial. I'd probably take him over Tremont Smith as well. I, I, he's a better quarterback than Tremont Smith is right now. He is. He is. And he's got legit speed. I know everybody likes Tremont Smith's speed. Tremont has significantly more length. Like that that's a reason for that. Mark Fields is is a nickel corner. He's five nine. He he's mm-hmm. going to be a nickel corner at the next level. But they don't really have another nickel corner. They don't right. have another guy on this roster that can really fill in for Kendall Fuller. He makes too much sense to be, you know, a, going forward, a guy on this roster. If they can get his head straight, if they can get him to be accountable and work hard and, contri- you know, help contribute, he really can be a gem. If you want your fourth round pick back, you got your fourth round pick right there. I mean, that yes. dude is a top 120-ish player in this class. So He was CB20 for us. He was the 20th best corner in this draft. Rashad Fenton was 31. There you go. Now you just got to figure out if you can keep his head on. Okay, the team that you're jealous of. Okay, I know. I know what everybody's going to say here, but it's the Patriots. I am very, Mm -hmm. very, very jealous of the Patriots draft. They went Nikhil Harry in the end of the first round, and it just seems like, of course, they went Nikhil Harry. Like, he makes so much sense in that offense. He's going to be elite in that offense. They traded up for Joe Juan Williams, another corner we loved. They took Chase Winovich, which again makes the most sense in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, a work e- a effort guy on the edge there. Damian Harris out of Alabama. I, I think he's a pretty good running back. Then Yadni Kajust and Yalte Froholt. Both of those guys are going to make their line better, arguably in year one. Well, Kajust will be interesting. Kajust, the only reason Kajust was there is because of injury. Yes, you know? that's so, true. I mean, that guy is probably a top 60 pick. That's but true. they got Absolutely. value on him. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they took Stidham, which whatever. You know, you're taking a late go. Yeah, who cares? Cowart, <laughs> I feel like, is a really good player as yeah, well. That late. Uh, Ken Webster, right at the end of the draft, that's a tier one tester. We, we've talked a little bit about him and about maybe he plays safety because he has elite test. He was the best tester in this class, and they just scooped him up right before the irrelevant pick. The only bad pick they made was a punter. Yeah, that was a bad pick, but they're, you know, watch him. He's probably going to be an all-world punter. No, oh, probably. I mean, He'll you know be some, some sort of crazy weapon. He's going to throw like three touchdown passes <laughs> next year. Yeah, Bill will figure out how to use him, right? You know yeah. they're gonna line up and they're gonna line him up in in the AFC Championship game and you know uh, he's gonna catch a touchdown pass. Now Gary Johnson's gonna just go out there and take his head off. I didn't I didn't say the Patriots gonna win, but the fact that they were able to just keep it in there, you know, they found <laughs> Tom Brady's replacement is the punter is gonna wind up being the punter is gonna wind up being Tom Brady's replacement. That's how it everybody works. everybody thought it was Stidham. Wasn't Stidham no, wrong? It was the punter. It's actually the punter. Punter's actually never thrown a pass before in his life, but 
I mean, that's basic. But he he's going to throw for 4,000 yards next year. Yeah, he, yeah. Could, he could basically do what Tom did at the end of last year. I mean, it's not oh, hard. Oh, 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 oh. I said it. The, the Steven, Steven Nelson turns his head around. Steven Nelson, Dorsett. he is incapable of turning his head around. Tom Brady threw a ball up to Phil Dorsett. It was the only throw he threw downfield basically until overtime. And Phil Dorsett made the only catch downfield that he has in his career. Yeah. Tom Brady was literally trying to get the ball out before the ball was snapped, basically. Like, he was just the all game, just shooting a laser behind the line of scrimmage. And then third and 10, third and 10, third and 10, he just threw it up to... I'm just... Gross. mm. Tom was not good. I am not scared of Tom Brady anymore. Tom did not win them that football game. I'm... mm. No, oh, okay. I'm not scared of Tom Brady. I'm scared of Bill Belichick. I'm scared of Bill Belichick. I'm not scared of Tom Brady. Tom, mm, I mm, I got a lot of built up angst because you have built up angst. I cover the defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do I have to complain about? Pat was oh, Pat had a bad first half, but he had a really elite second half, and you know, kind of put the team on his back and carried him to overtime. But yeah, angst. I think I'm just angry because Tom was such an eyesore compared to Patrick LeVon Mahomes in that game. Physically, uh, just, too. Physically, too. Physically, too. Okay. <laughs> Give me the 2020 prospect you're most excited about. I. This is from watching Juan Thornhill. Uh, Bryce Ooh, Hall, quarterback yeah. out Say of it again. Virginia. Sorry, I think I got – hold on. I think I got excited. Say his name again because I think my my excitement because I knew exactly where you're going. Sorry. I want everyone to hear this name. Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia. Woo! If you watched Juan Thornhill, Juan Thornhill was a really, really good player. Juan Thornhill had really great tape. He was really fun to watch. Bryce Hall – Stuck out more than Juan Thornhill did. Yes, he did. On that tape. Absolutely stuck out more than Juan Thornhill did. He has crazy speed. You watch him chase down guys from the opposite side of the field regularly. You know, he he's big, he's long, he's fast as hell, and he's got great technique. His knock right now, and, you know, correct me if you've heard this today in my article, but... He doesn't really play all that much press. He's more of an off man or a zone corner. Steve Spagnuolo took Rashad Fenton because he has so much experience from playing off and playing in multiple zone schemes. I I would love Bryce Hall to be on this team. I don't know that he's going to go high or anything like that, but man, he's my dude this year. We would have talked about him a lot on the draft show this year. Like oh, a yes. lot. Oh yeah, no, he would have arguably been CB one. He would have been close, and we would have yeah. been like, you know, I mean, this, but he probably, he probably would have gone around one. He would have gone before twenty nine. Probably, yeah, he would have, he would have. So, I mean, I, I don't know if he's gonna fall to thirty two next year. Uh, well, maybe the know. Patriots will take him at thirty. Probably, probably the Patriots are gonna take him at thirty, but that's okay. We'll have thirty two and thirty three. We can, we can ice our wounds by taking. Oh, I just forgot the Utah corner's name. Whatever his name is, he's good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's I don't very know good his name, too, but I know you're talking about though. I know. All right, I, that's that's a long ways away though. We get to take a break from the draft for a little bit. I'm I'm ready to start. You kind of you I'm getting, and I'm Matt the itch. really are 
Man, I'm ready to itch. talk about Spags. That's why I'm I'm ready to get into this. Start talking what? about Steve Spagnola. You have fun. <laughs> <laughs> You've earned it. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's Barley Hop. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Well, it's time to close out the uh, the AP Draft Show for 2019. It's kind of crazy, man. I can't believe this is year two of this thing. It feels like it's just so it's it's gotten so much bigger. It's gotten so different. I mean, this thing has really grown compared to like what we were doing just a like basically a year and a half ago is when we kind of started looking into this. Yeah, this has been kind of nuts honestly like <laughs> I, I mean just the way everything's unfolded and stuff uh so it's been really fun it's it's gonna be fun to see you know next year too just as even as we you know this was the first year of the draft guy this was right. the first year of us going to the senior bowl just having that stuff under our belt i'm so excited to kind of bring the content even you know step it up a notch yeah. even next year so I, i'm excited for our the people that have been with us even since last year you know yeah. it, I, mean, um, we, I, I still see people from twitter and mentions and stuff when we're asking questions for the draft show and it's people that we talked to last yep. year too you know and so I mean, I remember I remember the first, like, we were just testing the concept of doing a draft pod, and we did it on my phone at my kitchen table, and it was terrible. Yeah, I'm sure it was. We weren't good, and, uh, and we're still not good, but no. we're, we're getting there, and I I don't know, like, it's it's crazy that this whole thing has grown to what it is. We, we've been friends for over 10 years, and really one of the things that bonded us was the NFL draft. Yeah. And no. now, look at what this is, so... Um, Jake, thank you for, for doing this again. Thank you for being part of our draft team. Uh, obviously this is, this is beyond our wildest expectations going to the senior bowl as credentialed media and, and doing a whole draft guide. These were dreams two years ago. And now look, look, look at this thing. And I need to say too, that I, you know, with all these all these players coming to Kansas City, I just have to speak highly of Kansas City in general. Um, just because I'm not, I'm not from, I was not born and raised in this area. And just being able to kind of be adopted into this community and not being, you know, a hardcore Chiefs fan like you guys are. Um, it's been really fun, though, still to just, just to talk ball with people um, that are Chiefs fans. And I just always appreciate how welcoming Chiefs Kingdom has been to me, even though a lot of people understand. I'm not really part of it, <laughs> but, uh, but I do, you know, I think you assimilate nice. I though. do. I, I do. And, and that's what someone was asking me there. Like, what would be your second team? If your first team was out of the league and like, it's no question for me, I would, I would transition to a chiefs fan very quickly and easily, especially now with Patrick Levon mm-hmm. at the helm. Um, so, you know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and, but and this year when the Packers play the Chiefs, it's going to be really interesting. I'm going to have all you guys in my mentions, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, um, we will make sure that people dunk on you when when the torch is passed. <clears throat> it's Patrick Levon Mahomes. It's going to be I, beautiful. Sure, he hasn't been. <laughs> uh, no, it'll be interesting. The Packers have some uh, have some payback to for uh, the last time they were in Arrowhead and they lost to Kyle the Bottle Orton. That was a good day. We went to that game together. I hated it. I enjoyed it. I really, I really enjoyed it. I, one member I had actually had a great time. That was a really fun day. We tailgated; it was a good time. Do you know? I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I had my foot underneath a little charcoal grill, and I burned a small hole through my shoe when we were sitting there outside getting some delicious brats from some Wisconsin's. 
Wisconsinites. Scanies. Uh I'm sure no one's listening anymore, but <laughs> why, why was your foot under a grill, you idiot? <laughs> I was because I was trying to keep my I was trying to keep it warm. I was keeping it in the vicinity vicinity of the heat, but we you know. But anyways, before we need to do this again because we did this last year. And I forgot about it, but it just came to my mind. Okay, we're going to end it with this. With the first selection in the 2020 draft, the Kansas City Chiefs, just kidding, the Oakland Raiders select 